We're back with some more college basketball action here for Saturday, February 18th. Got a great slate of games here for Saturday, so let's jump right into it. Now we start Saturday's show off in the American East as Binghampton takes on UMass Lowell. Binghampton comes into this game as the 296th overall team in the hot tippet power ranking. UMass Lowell is the 188th overall team. And, you know, we look back to the first meeting between these two. There was a game at Binghampton earlier in the year, but it was one that they actually came out victorious in, getting the one-point win over this UMass Lowell team. And, and overall, they've been on a little bit of a winning streak, winning their last three games. Now, granted, none of them were near the competition competition level that this Lowell team is going to be but nonetheless have still looked good as far as UMass Lowell goes a good win on the road against Bryant on Wednesday night and, and overall UMass Lowell has really just been an excellent shooting team this season a 53 effective field goal percentage on the year and they're hitting 36.7 percent from beyond the arc Everett Hammond has also been a great shot scorer for this UMass Lowell team dropping 13.6 points per game overall it's a Lowell team that certainly has the advantage in the shooting department Binghampton hasn't been a great shooting team only a 49.8 effective field goal percentage in the year and they're only hitting 31 percent from beyond the arc now their shot defense in some respects has been all right for Binghampton only giving up a 50.6 effective field goal percentage and 33.7 percent from beyond the arc but UMass Lowe has also looked solid only allowing 46.6 effective field goal percentage and a 35.2 percent from beyond the arc but the real big reason um, that UMass Lowe has had some success this season has come in the rebounding department especially off the offensive glass where they're pulling down 35.4 percent they're actually the 16th best offensive rebounding team in the entire nation being Hampton only pulling down 28.8 percent off the offensive glass defensively UMass Lowe has also been a strong rebounding team pulling down 73.3 percent off the defensive glass, Binghampton only pulling down 72.5% off the defensive glass. Overall, it's a UMass little team that coming out of the first game um, against Binghampton, you know, the game that they lost, um, I think they're really going to be looking to, to put the heat on in this game um, and get a big win at home here. Taking UMass Lowell, minus 11 and a half here against Binghampton. So we head to the Big 12 for this next game as Oklahoma State takes on TCU. Oklahoma State comes into this game as the 30th overall team in the high tibet power ranking. TCU is the 27th overall team. And, you know, both these teams are interesting as of late, both dealing with some injuries. Obviously, Mike Miles, um, you know, being out for this TCU team has really hurt them in the past few weeks. They've lost five straight games coming into this one, including a game against Oklahoma State on the road. And, and Oklahoma State's also been dealing with some injuries. Avery Anderson um, has been out now. Granted, they've had a little bit more success without him on the court. Do come off of the gloss to Kansas in their last game. But, you know, before that had won five straight and we're looking like a fairly strong team. Um, and as far as shooting the ball goes neither one of these teams has been you know great as far as big 12 teams go um, but oklahoma state has been the slightly better team on the offensive side of things a 50.6 effective field goal percentage and hitting 32.9 percent from beyond the arc Khalid boone has lead the way with 12.5 points per game um, for this oklahoma state team but tcu not far behind them shooting wise a 50.4 effective field goal percentage and they themselves um, have really struggled from beyond the arc only hitting 28.4 percent from three this season and obviously with my 
Miles not on the court. It's a TCU team that has really been struggling as of late. Um, and it's going to be hard to find answers against an Oklahoma State team that has been so strong on the defensive side of things. Oklahoma State comes into this game ninth in defensive efficiency. Now, granted, TCU isn't terrible. They're 19th in defensive efficiency. But, um, you know, pure shot defense, Oklahoma State has been one of the best teams in the entire Big 12 this season, only giving up a 44.5 effective field goal percentage on the season. They're the sixth best team in the country in that category. TCU, on the other hand, allowing a 47.5 effective field goal percentage. Um, and Oklahoma State is also only giving up 29.9% from beyond the arc, while TCU allowing 30.8% from beyond the arc. And, you know, while TCU, you know, certainly is looking to bounce back here in this game after some recent struggles, it's going to be hard against an Oklahoma State team that already got the best of them um, once this season. And five points for this team, even at home on TCU, I think is just too much without Miles on the court. Taking Oklahoma State plus five here against TCU. Next up on the card, we head to Austin, Texas, as Oklahoma takes on Texas. Oklahoma comes into this game as the 48th overall team in the hot tip power ranking. Texas is the ninth overall team. And, you know, Texas has obviously had a lot of turmoil as far as the program as a whole has gone this season. But, you know, haven't fallen too far in the Big 12, still nine and four overall. And certainly Oklahoma has been the team with more struggles this season. Only three and ten, um, you know, in Big 12 play. But, you know, coming to this game fall following the win over Kansas and they do have a great win um you know over Alabama just sprinkled right in the middle of Big 12 play there and in overall offensively speaking it's an Oklahoma team that has not done a bad job shooting the basketball a 53.3 effective field goal percentage in the year and they're hitting 35.5% from beyond the arc Grant Sherfield has looked great for this Oklahoma team 16.7 points per game for him um you know really has held this team together and been a great shot scorer for them all season long um but they go up against Texas who has equally been good on the offensive side of things you know offensively speaking have done a great job shooting the ball as well a 53.6 effective field goal percentage and hitting 34.2 percent from beyond the arc Marcus Carr has been an outstanding player for them as well but I don't think the gap is near as wide as it may seem um, you know just right on paper on the offensive side of things and I think the same goes for the defense both of them have been fairly strong in the shot defense department neither one is you know extremely great but they're both right around the same um, for Oklahoma giving up a 47.7 effective field goal percentage while Texas is allowing a 48.3 Oklahoma has held their opponents to a 30 percent from beyond the arc while Texas giving up 33.1 percent from beyond the arc but really the key for Oklahoma I think in this matchup is going to be to look to slow Texas down because obviously when Texas gets out running in transition and in scoring points that way um, they can gain a lead and it could be hard to come back from that you know we've seen that multiple times this season if you get let their offense get going um, they can certainly get out there but if Oklahoma plays a slower style of basketball um, like they have in some of these other wins this season I think they can control that a little bit more and I think ultimately they can keep this one close taking Oklahoma plus 10 and a half here against Texas now we head to the Big West for this next game as UC Davis takes on UC Irvine. UC Davis comes into this game as the 197th overall team in the hot tip at power ranking uc irvine is the 114th overall team and you know uc irvine did get the best of this uc davis team on the road in their first meeting a five point victory in that game and you know overall neither one of these teams has been terrible but uc irvine has certainly been the better team in big west play 11 3 overall coming to this game on a three game winning streak um uc davis did get a win over csun in their last game but overall eight and six on the year in conference play 
Offensively speaking, though, both these teams have done a fairly good job shooting the ball for UC Davis, a 51.5 effective field goal percentage on the year, and they're hitting 35.1% from beyond the arc. UC Irvine, um, the slightly better shooting team, but not by a huge margin of 52.3 effective field goal percentage on the season, um, but they are hitting 37.7% from beyond the arc. They're actually the 21st best three-point shooting team in the entire nation. Dawson Baker, a big reason why. DJ Davis has also been a great shot scorer for this team, both of them over over 14 points per game um, for this UC Irvine team this season. But the Anteaters aren't just great on the offensive side of thing. Um, they've been a strong team defensively as well. And their shot defense, I think, certainly gives them a huge advantage coming into this game because the UC Davis shot defense has not been great. UC Davis allowing a 50.9 effective field goal percentage on the season. Well, UC Irvine has held their opponents to a 45.9. That's the 20th best team in the country in that category. And UC Davis has really struggled from the perimeter, giving up 38.2% from beyond the arc the 354th team in the country there um well uc irvine has held their opponents to only 31.7 percent from beyond the arc with how well you see um irvine shoots the ball and how well they've played on the defensive side of things um it's a very very hard team to play against it's a team i've loved betting here for the past few weeks of the season and i think they continue their success here in this one get another win over uc davis i'm taking uc irvine minus seven and a half here against uc davis Next up on the card, we head to the A-10 as LaSalle takes on George Mason. LaSalle comes into this game as the 191st overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. George Mason is the 118th overall team. And, you know, overall on the season, both these teams have been fairly average here in A-10 play. George Mason, 7-7 seven and seven overall coming to this game following the win over George Washington. LaSalle is 7-6. and six. Get the win over Richmond. And, you know, for how bad LaSalle was to start A-10 play, they have looked very good here in their last few games coming into this on a five game winning streak now granted haven't had you know the the toughest strengths of schedule comparatively to what they played earlier on in the season but nonetheless Fran Dunphy has something going for this LaSalle team winning their last five games but they're still not great and they've still struggled on the offensive side of things they're not a great shooting team only a 48.2 effective field goal percentage on the year and they're hitting 33.9% from beyond the arc George Mason certainly at an advantage on the offensive side of things, especially when it just purely comes to shooting the basketball, a 52.9 effective field goal percentage, and they're hitting 36.3% from beyond the arc. Josh Ordo leads the way for this George Mason team with 15.5 points per game. And it is worth noting Victor Bailey, their second leading shot scorer, um, you know, is still questionable for this game, but he has missed the last three games here for George Mason and um, obviously getting wins in the last two without him. Don't know that I care too much about him being out, but definitely worth missing mentioning for this George Mason team. And, you know, on the defensive side of things still for George Mason, with or without him on the court, they've been a very, very strong team as well. Their shot defense um, definitely has the advantage over LaSalle in this game, only giving up a 48.1 effective field goal percentage, while LaSalle is allowing a 50.5. George Mason has also held their opponents to 30.6% from beyond the arc, LaSalle giving up 34.9. Um, while LaSalle has certainly started trending up in the right direction and come off of a very solid win at home against Richmond, going on the road against a George Mason team that has looked so good at home um, and has really just played so well this season. I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening after the stretch they've gone on. I think George Mason takes care of business in this game, taking them minus six here against LaSalle. 
To the Patriot League we go for this next game as Loyola Maryland takes on Navy. Loyola Maryland comes into this game as the 272nd overall team in the hot tip at Power Ranking. Navy is the 182nd overall team. And it's a Navy team that has really just played some very, very good basketball here the last month or so of the season, winning nine um, of their last 10 games. And in overall have really just looked very, very good after a rough start to Patriot League play starting out one and five there and while Iola Maryland has had some wins and certainly comes into this game on two straight wins and, and also got a win over Navy and what is their best win of the season up until this point they've equally had some struggles you know only five and ten in conference play and, and overall they aren't a great team shooting the basketball they're not the worst in the conference by any mean a 51.2 effective field goal percentage and 35.3 percent from beyond the arc but with how well navy has shot the ball this season um i think it certainly could be a problem keeping up in this game and navy has shot a 52.5 effective field goal percentage um they're hitting 37.5 percent from beyond the arc the 26th best team in the nation in that category daniel deaver a big reason why hitting 13 points per game for this navy squad you know really has kept them in games offensively speaking um but one thing that navy has done very very well that lola maryland has certainly struggled with is the rebounds Lola maryland only pulling down 26.6 percent off the def or off the offensive glass while navy's pulling down 29.6 percent off the offensive glass Loyola Maryland also pulled, only pulling down 71% off the defensive glass, while Navy pulling down 73% off the defensive glass. Certainly an advantage towards Navy um, when it comes to rebounding the ball. And while Navy hasn't had the best shot defense in the world, giving up a 50.8 effective field goal percentage and 34.3% from beyond the arc, they've certainly been a lot better than Loyola Maryland, who's allowed a 56.5 effective field goal percentage, 359th in the country in that category. Um, they're also allowing 37.7% from beyond the arc, 341st in the country in that category. Quite frankly, it's a Loyola Maryland team um, that locks themselves into some wins when their defense sort of kind of shows up and their offense plays well. But for the most part, it's a team that has really struggled on the defensive side of the basketball. And I think the fact that they were able to get the win in this first game um, against Navy is, is really a, a lot of pressure um, on them in this game. I think Navy takes advantage of the revenge spot um, and keeps this winning streak alive. Taking Navy minus 10 and a half here against Loyola Maryland. Now we head to the Missouri Valley for this next one as Northern Iowa takes on Missouri State. Northern Iowa comes into this game as the 150th overall team in the hot tibet power ranking. Missouri State is the 128th overall team. And, you know, for Northern Iowa, really have struggled here the past few weeks of the season, coming to this game on a six-game losing streak. Now, granted, they played some of the toughest teams in the Missouri Valley in that stretch of games, but the loss to Evansville by 11 I don't know how you write that one off as anything other than just an utter disappointment um, in that game. And Missouri State certainly isn't the best team in the Missouri Valley coming to this game 10 and seven um the loss to bradley in their last one but overall they've looked strong this season they beat this northern iowa team by 12 um you know early on in december in the first meeting here and you know offensively speaking missouri state isn't the best shooting team only a 49.7 effective field goal percentage only hitting 32.6 from beyond the arc um donovan clay chase moore they're only two scores win double digits this season but it's not like Northern Iowa has been any better shooting the basketball. Um, maybe a little bit, but not much. A 51.6 effective field goal percentage, and they are hitting 33.9% from beyond the arc. But defensively speaking, Missouri State is going to have a major, major advantage in this game. The much better shot defense coming into this one. Um, you know, Northern Iowa giving up a 53.6 effective field goal percentage on the season and allowing 36% from beyond the arc for Missouri State, only giving up 49.5 effective field goal percentage, and they've only allowed 32.5 
25% from beyond the arc. Look for Missouri State to try and slow this game down. They play one of the slowest styles in the entire nation, 355th in adjusted tempo, while Northern Iowa's 165th overall team. I think Missouri State gets the win over Northern Iowa at home, um, similar to how they did earlier in the season, taking them minus five and a half here against Northern Iowa. Now, quickly, before we get into the second half of Saturday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbest.com. We got college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up on the site every single day, so make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I'm posting, and also on Best Stamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that i place a bet and last but definitely not least if you are watching here on youtube hit that like button subscribe to the channel hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads most importantly drop a comment down below let me know who you guys are betting on here for saturday and let's get into the second half now we head to the big east for this next game as villanova takes on providence villanova comes into this one as the 28th overall team in the hot tibet power ranking providence is the 36th overall team and you know it's a villanova team that you know really has just had an average season no matter how you chalk it up i mean they're 13 and 13 overall they're seven and eight in big east play well they have looked better here in their last few games coming into this one on three game winning streak um certainly aren't the final four team we saw a season ago but really not what we expected um you know coming out of nova um in that regard you know been pretty much spot on to where they kind of were predicted earlier in the season as far as providence goes have been a strong team they're 11 and 4 overall in big east play a good win over creighton and double overtime in their last game and offensively speaking providence has been a strong team this season coming into this one they're hitting a 51.4 effective field percentage and they're shooting 34.7 percent from beyond the arc bryce hopkins has led the way with 16.8 points per game um and while nova has maybe been a slightly worse off team shooting the ball they're certainly not a bad team by any means and they're not far behind providence really um and in fact they have a better effective field goal percentage hitting 51.6 have struggled a little bit more from the perimeter only hitting 33.3 percent but they are the number one free throw shooting team in the country hitting 82 percent which usually i love betting on those free throw shooting teams but this villanova team just kind of rubs me the wrong way and i think a large part of it is how much they struggle with their second chance opportunities they are just not a great rebounding team especially off the offensive glass they're only pulling down 23.3 percent off the offensive glass 325th worst team in the country in that category and they go up against providence who offensively rebounding wise has been one of the best teams in the nation pulling down 36 percent off the offensive glass the 12th best team in the country in that category defensively speaking um two teams who have been fairly uh similar coming into this game providence pulling down 74.8 percent off the defensive glass villanova um slightly worse off but still not bad pulling down 74.4 percent off the defensive glass overall though i think providence at home in this game um is going to have an advantage on the defensive side of things there and it's a providence team that we saw go into Villanova and get the win in that first meeting. I think at home, only laying five points in this game. Um, I think they cover this spread once again, taking them minus five here against Villanova. Now we head to the ACC as Pittsburgh takes on Virginia Tech. Pitt comes into this game as the 89th overall team in the high tipped power ranking. Virginia Tech is the 40th overall team. And, you know, it's a Pitt team 
that has really impressed here in ACC play. I mean, they're 12 and three overall. They've won eight of their last nine games, um, and they've really just looked like a solid basketball team all season long. Virginia Tech, well, you know, they started the season out very, very hot in non-conference play, and then, you know, went on a one and seven stretch in ACC play, have rebounded a little bit, got up to a bit of more respectable five and 10 in ACC play, but coming to this game following the loss to Georgia Tech, um, but offensively speaking, Virginia Tech is a very solid basketball team. They're hitting a 50 for effective field goal percentage um, and they're dropping 35.1 percent from beyond the arc but pittsburgh has also been very very strong on the offensive side of things this season a 52.9 effective field goal percentage they're hitting 36.2 percent from beyond the arc and not to mention they're in the top 30 from the free throw line hitting 76.3 percent um, of their free throws this season certainly a stat line that you want late in games especially on the road in a situation like this and you know blake henson has been a really strong shot scorer for this pit team all season long dropping 15.9 points per game um, but offensively you know it's two teams that are fairly even coming into this matchup the real advantage for pittsburgh in this game is going to come on the defensive side of things their shot defense has been very very good this year holding their opponents to a 46.8 effective field goal percentage on the season while virginia tech is giving up a 49.8 effective field goal percentage um, and pittsburgh has been far superior perimeter wise only giving up 31.6 percent from beyond the arc virginia tech allowing a 34 0.4 percent um, from beyond the arc and overall it's a pittsburgh team um, that i really like what jeff capel has built i think it's a team that is very very strong and getting five points on the road here um, is a bit baffling to me i think these two teams are way too evenly matched to be given pittsburgh that many points even on the road taking them plus five here against virginia tech Next up on the card, we got Clemson taking on Louisville. Clemson comes into this game as the 51st overall team in the hot tip power ranking. Louisville, the 149th overall team. And obviously, Louisville is worse than they were last year somehow. Only have won three games on the entire season. Only one ACC win on the entire year. There's not much to say about them other than they're just like the worst power five team in the entire country this season. And Clemson started the year off very, very hot, you know, have struggled a bit um, here in their last few games, but do come into this one following a win over Florida State. And they did get a 13 point victory over this Louisville team earlier in the year. And, and overall, Clemson has played very, very well. Certainly the, the much better shooting team in this matchup of 53.9 effective field goal percentage on the year. And they're hitting 36.8% from beyond the arc hunter tyson has been a very strong player for this clemson team dropping 15.4 points per game and louisville just is not a good shooting team a 48 effective field goal percentage in the year they're only hitting 33.8 percent from beyond the arc and you know free throw shooting as well clemson has been very strong hitting 80.3 percent louisville only 72.7 percent a huge advantage for Clemson on the offensive side of things and an even bigger advantage maybe on the defensive side of things. Clemson um, only giving up a 47.1 effective field goal percentage while Louisville um, giving up a 54.3. Clemson has also held their opponents to 33.4% from beyond the arc. Louisville giving up 35.8% from beyond the arc. I mean, I can just re keep reading off stat lines that Clemson is better than Louisville till this game starts. I mean, really across the board, Clemson is the far superior team. And, and obviously that's 
has come to expect, um, you know, out of this Louisville team this season. But 10 points is not a small spread. And certainly it was a Clemson team that only won the first game by 13 points. But I think going on the road after some of the struggles that Clemson has had um, here the past two weeks of the season or so, um, I think this is a prime opportunity to show that, you know, they are for real and they certainly are a team in Clemson and in Brad Bunnell can make a run and do something in ACC play here, um, you know, down the stretch of the season. I think they show off in this game. I think they get a big win. I'm taking Clemson minus 10 here against Louisville. Now we head to the Horizon League for this next game as Milwaukee takes on Robert Morris. Milwaukee comes into this game as the 295th overall team in the Hots of it Power Ranking. Robert Morris is the 269th overall team. And obviously, if you've been watching the show at all this season, you know it's a Milwaukee team that I have loved betting on this season. And um, it's really just a Milwaukee team that has really impressed me. What Bart Lundy has been able to do um, here for you know his first year at head coach for this Milwaukee team has really just been remarkable. And they've been a very, very strong team. Robert Morris, on the other hand, not a bad basketball team, but have had some more struggles, especially on the offensive side of things. Robert Morris just hasn't done a great job shooting the basketball. Only a 48.7 effective field goal percentage. And they've really struggled from the perimeter only hitting 30.8 percent from beyond the arc you know milwaukee has been a very very strong shooting team of 51.9 effective field goal percentage hitting 35 percent from beyond the arc bj freeman leads the way with 16.6 points per game um and a big part of that for milwaukee is just you know the tempo and the speed that they push coming into these games. They're the 24th fastest team in the entire nation. Robert Morris, on the other hand, plays a very slow style of basketball, 233rd slowest team in the country. Um, and defensively speaking, you know, it's a big reason why, you know, combine that with the Milwaukee success on offense that they've been able to win some of these games this season. Their shot defense in Milwaukee has been very strong this season, only giving up a 47.6 effective field goal percentage and 30.8% from beyond the arc. Robert Morris, overall, their shot defense isn't terrible allowing a 49.4 effective field goal percentage but they've struggled from the perimeter giving up 36.3 percent from beyond the arc truly for robert morris in this game they're going to need to limit what milwaukee is able to do from beyond the arc because if milwaukee who you know statistically speaking has been the better shooting team and the better defensive team from the perimeter can you know show up and do that in this game it could be a rough awakening for robert morris in this game i look for milwaukee to push tempo um you know attack the perimeter um and i think all Ultimately, um, they come out victorious and at least keep this one close, at least cover this spread. I'm taking Milwaukee plus three here against Robert Morris. Now we go to the Mac for this next game as Buffalo takes on Akron. Buffalo comes into this game as the 173rd overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. Akron is the 104th overall team. And overall, Buffalo, you know, has had some struggles this season. Six and seven in Mac play, 12 and 14 on the year. I mean, Akron has been one of the top teams in the Mac this season, um, you know, only losing three games. But they have lost two of their last three, a game against Toledo um, and a game against Ohio. Now, granted, Akron has at least kept their losses to the top teams in the conference. Um, but still, you know, it's a team in Akron um, who has struggled a little bit more than we saw early on in the season. But they did get a big win over Buffalo at or on the road for Akron at Buffalo in that first meeting. Um, and, and shooting wise, you know, Akron is going to be at an advantage in this game a 50.6 effective field goal percentage. And they're hitting 34.6 percent from beyond the arc. But it's not like it's a Buffalo team 
team that's terrible shooting the basketball. They're still shooting a 50 effective field goal percentage. Has struggled a bit more from the perimeter, only hitting 31.5%. Um, but Curtis Jones has done a good job for him this season. 15.6 points per game for him. It is a Buffalo team that can certainly score some points um, in these games. Defensively speaking, Buffalo has been a strong team forcing turnovers. Forcing turnovers on 18.6% of their opponent's possessions. Um, actually, the same percentage that Akron. Both these teams forcing turnovers on 18.6% of their opponent's possessions. And Akron does have the advantage offensively, only turning it over on 16.9% of their possessions, while Buffalo turns it over on 19.8% of theirs. But one thing that Buffalo has done this season that really, you know, keeps them in some of these games um, is just push tempo. I mean, they're one of the fastest teams in the entire nation. Fourth in adjusted tempo coming into this game compared to Akron, who is the 316th slowest team in the country. And quite honestly, that's what Buffalo has to do in this game. They have to push tempo. They have to get up and down the court and really just create as many possessions as they possibly can in this game. Make it a very high scoring game, a shootout, um, and Buffalo can stay in this one, cover this spread. I'm taking them plus 10 here against Akron. Now, finally, we close the show out in the A-Sun as Jacksonville takes on Lipscomb. Jacksonville coming into this game is the 186th overall team in the odds of power ranking. Lipscomb is the 220th overall team. And, you know, overall, neither one of these teams has been great in A-Sun play. Jacksonville, um, you know, certainly has had some struggles here the past few weeks of the season, but do come into this game following a win over Austin P in their last one. As far as Lipscomb goes, on a two-game losing streak, a two-overtime loss to North Florida in their last one, but it's a Lipscomb team that has done a very solid job shooting the basketball this season. A 53.4 effective field goal percentage on the year, and they are hitting 35.3% from beyond the arc. As far as Jacksonville goes, only hitting 50.8 effective field goal percentage and 33.3% from beyond the arc, but they are the eighth best free throw shooting team in the entire nation, hitting 78.8% from the free throw line this season. Now, Grand Ellipscomb has also been a fairly strong free throw shooting team, hitting 76.8% from there, Um, but Jacksonville has also looked very good on the defensive side of things, you know, only allowing a 49.8 effective field goal percentage and only giving up 31.5% from beyond the arc. Jacksonville actually has a top 53 point defense um, coming into this game for Lipscomb um, hitting or allowing a 50.2 effective field goal percentage on the season and 34.4% from beyond the arc. You know, it was a Jacksonville team that at home earlier in the season against this Lipscomb team actually came out victorious. And even though they've had some struggles here the past few weeks of the season, certainly have not been a perfect team by any means. And Lipscomb, you know, has an impressive win over Liberty and, and overall has looked probably overall better this season. It's a Jacksonville team that plays very, very competitive. Their defense is very, very strong. And if they can shut Lipscomb down, um, similar to the, how they did in the first game, I think it's a Jacksonville team that can certainly keep this game close. I'm taking them plus seven here against Lipscomb.